Welcome to episode 45 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. Subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, Cast, Pod, Tune In, and of course, we are on Spotify. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. So what are we calling this episode? Uh, what do we... Oh, uh, the fifth ring is a charm. It's subject to change, <laughs> but we, we like it so far. Okay. All right. How was your week, Nye? My weekend was good. Weekend was good. I um I hung out in Brooklyn on Saturday. I stayed out way too late. I had too much to drink. I had to wake up too early on Sunday, but it was a good time. It was a great time. Um, my homeboy came up. He surprised me. So we spent some time in Brooklyn. We just kind of hung out. Um, it was you know it was the anniversary of Big's um passing. So I went to like yeah. a little um a little thing you know celebrating his life. And then on Sunday, I actually was a guest speaker on another podcast called. Termigant Talk, and it's two homegirls who happen to love hip hop. So I was their guest speaker. So we just kind of talked about, you know, this is Women's History Month. So we just talked about um, women hip hop artists. So it was okay. cool. You said Termigant Talk? What's yeah, that? Termigant Talk. So Termigant is kind of like, um, what does that mean? It's kind of like rough talk. Like, what is, let, let me Google Like, Why you put me on the spot? I don't know what that means. All right. I'm, I don't know what it means either. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna tell you real quick. Let me Google it real quick because I I figured it out. Oh, okay. So it, the the definition is called it's a woman regarded as a quarrelsome or scolding, a shrew. So I guess a hard tempered like, or overbearing woman. That's yeah. So I, I guess these overbearing women talking hip hop. So there you go. Well, damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, mm -hmm. my week was pretty good. I I took I actually took a last minute trip to Vegas. So. Shout out to Encore and the Wind. So I was there for like two days. Um, it was it was a little bit of work, but but mostly fun. And then I went to this past weekend. I went to Jazz in the Gardens, which is every year they do this um, big jazz festival in Miami Gardens. So I mean, it was like packed with some of the greats. So um, I saw En Vogue perform. Teddy Riley, girl, you. I mean, he took he took it back. So Teddy Riley bought out Guy. Um, Aaron Hall took off his shirt, had a six pack. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and he said he's he's about to be 55 years old. Looks really good. Yeah, he does. I saw a video. Um, he looks really good. 55. Very good. Uh, Blackstreet performed. Jagged Edge performed. Even Bobby Brown. Um, Teddy Riley brought out Bobby Brown. So you know, Bobby had to had to sit in the chair, but it, it was a good performance. Oh really? And then um, yeah, it was good. And then last night, um, I took my mom and we saw the OJ's. Um, Brandy performed. I actually did a little interview, had a question and answer with Brandy that I posted on our Instagram, the IG Live, but I don't know what happened to it. Um, and then Ty Tribbett and Lionel Rich and Lionel Richie. Mm -hmm. Um, Lionel. So it was it was such a good show. I mean, it was jam-packed, you know, just all the love you saw, all of the beautiful brown faces out, you know, it was like 30, it said it was about 30,000 people out there. So mm -hmm. it was a good thing. Good weekend, good weekend. Good, 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 good. Sounds like all right. Sounds like what? Fun. Yeah. F you yeah. All right. All right. So get into the ratchet minute. Let's uh gotta talk about why the fifth time is a char is the charm. So um J Lo and A Rod are getting in getting married. So they just became engaged. 
I understand that J Lo has a or A Rock gave her a twenty million dollar ring. Um, flawless. Like I'm by your whole, I buy your whole life and all your ancestors' lives with Jeez. this diamond. Okay. Um, but then it was also reported on Twitter. Leave it to Twitter, man, because Twitter is undefeated. So, um, at A Rod's. I, I don't know if that's his boy. I, I guess you can't call him his boy, but another baseball legend, Jose Canseco. I remember him from back in the day that um, then he got cut because of steroids. I think he was using drugs. So anyway, Jose Canseco gets on Twitter and says that A-Rod is cheating on J-Lo with his ex-wife, Jessica Canseco. Um, just oh, just the, the, shade, the shade of it all. For so, real. Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> And and then uh, Jose Canseco puts his telephone number on Twitter. Was like, J Lo oh, called me. Somebody <laughs> is all the way in his feelings. Bitter, bitter much, bitter. He is but, all the way in his feelings. I mean, and from what how he was saying is like it continues. It's still going on. So mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I think Jose Canseco, maybe he had a reality show or something, and the wife was on there. So you know. A, um, a pretty, pretty white girl, I guess. Mm-hmm. A pretty white woman, whatever. She's a little, she's a little steroided herself, though. When you see it, she's a little, you know, um, definitely taking something, some enhancers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, what do you think? You think it's true that he's cheating? It's, mm-hmm. it's possible. I have no idea, but all I know is, you know, one thing I do like about J Lo that I admire that she really embraces love. You know what yeah. I mean? She doesn't get hung up on this didn't work out. That did this motherfucker did this. She's like, all right, on to the next. I need, you know, I need a love. I need love. <laughs> <laughs> That's her motto. And you know what? I, I kind of admire that about her. I get you know? yeah, I get it. And and you know, she's in the spotlight doing it. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. Five times is the charm. The rings. <laughs> and what? Almost fifty. She looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. 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 I was following. They were doing. Were they doing a juice fast? She did a juice fast or something. No, no, like a, the keto. I think it was the keto diet. Like, girl, that's the hardest shit in the world. Um, mm-hmm. Limiting your carbs, but she she does. She looks she looks great. Yeah. I did not like, I will say this though, off topic, but on topic. I did not like that tribute she did. I finally saw, was it the Grammys? I don't know. I didn't even watch it. You know, I know you don't watch it. Mm -hmm. Whatever her performance was, it was like a Motown tribute. Mm -hmm. She did a Motown tribute. So it was her and Smokey Robinson. (laughs) I couldn't, I I just like, who who thought of this? Right. Then they put some salsa at the end. Like, I, Motown Why? is not salsa, y'all. Oh, it's like, it feel like it's like the complete opposite of salsa. <laughs> like, like, this is a terrible idea. Terrible idea. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Moving on. What we got? Uh, so Solange came out with an album. Um, what is it called? I don't even know the name of the thing called. Let me I Google it. I want to listen to it. I haven't heard of it. I want to listen to it. You said. You know, you I have some choice it, words. It's called, it's called "When I Get Home," um, and you know, so this is how I feel about it. Like I listened to it twice, and you know, your appreciation for different music is subjective. It's from person to person. I didn't really care for it. Um, it's a lot of repetition. Her saying the same thing over and over and over again. Like there's, there's not a lot of lyricism in it. 
Um, but the, I guess the music's good if you're into that kind of thing. But it's it's almost like I don't know if you remember like years ago when Lauren Hill came out with that Unplugged album where she was on MTV and she was it was an acoustic album. Yeah, like crying and wailing all over the album. <laughs> And everybody was like, this is so good. This is so deep. I just... I know you didn't like it. (laughs) And I feel like people... Sometimes people just like stuff because they feel like it's cool to like. Um, Right. Overall, you know, I love Solange. I stand for her. I've seen her several times perform, even before she has this new sound, a new look, when she had... um, What is that? Hadley Street she had. I saw her back in... um, This was back when she was um, in Atlanta... When I was in Atlanta, and she was opening for... um, Oh, what's that cute girl that wears the black and white? My memory is so terrible. Oh, Janelle Monet. Yeah, she was opening for her, or Janelle Janelle Monet opened for her. So this okay. was years ago. So I'm, I am a Solange fan. I love her creativity. Um, I think she has a super super dope style. I just didn't really care for this album too much, but I still love her. I still stand for her. Okay. Yeah, well, I haven't I haven't heard it. I need to give it a listen. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But you you said it was boring. That's what you said. Well, I did. I said it put it, it put me to sleep. Um, <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion. My it personal was like, um, what's the guy that we all? It's the consensus is the same. What's the, oh, what's John Legend. Like? Yes, it's a oh, John Legend yeah. album. It's Snooze Fest. It is John Legend will forever put me. But I, but you know what? I like this. I like John Legend as you know. He as does what? He does a lot of um, meditation music. <laughs> No, he does a lot of humanitarian things, and you know he's very involved, in, like the community and that kind of thing. And then yeah. I also love—he was the executive producer or one of the producers for The Underground, which is like one of my favorite shows. I'm just not really a fan of his music. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just not. Not. I I need to find somebody who is a fan. I've I never met anybody. I've met huh? I've met somebody who's a fan, and I. You did say that. You did. Say that. Yeah, and I'm just be like, why? Don't put the don't. Don't play this right now. Let's <laughs> turn on something else, you know. Ooh, but you know it's always so hilarious. And I don't know what it is about me, but as much as I am not really a fan of RB, I mean, I like RB. I can't say I don't like it, but it's not like my go-to music. Mm-hmm. Um, I always end up with guys that are like RB dudes. <laughs> Yes, they play because because secretly I think that's what that's what you're so that's what you really want. Is it though? Yeah, yeah. Because no. you say this all the time, but you end understand. up associated with dudes that are all about the RB. Girl, I just don't get it. I don't mm. get it. But maybe maybe subconsciously that's what I need. A, I need a, a soft tenderoni. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking for I'm looking for a roughneck, and I need a, a tenderoni instead. <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. All right. All right. So moving on, I just want to touch base and say congratulations to Cassie because she has married her personal trainer and supposedly Diddy is in shambles. <laughs> so Kat, so, I'm laughing, but you know what, girl? You got to get look. This is the level up. You got to do what you need to do. So supposedly she secretly married the, the white dude who was her personal trainer. She's mm-hmm. sporting a wedding ring, which honestly, when I look at it, I don't necessarily think it's a wedding ring. It's a band. But she's been spotted lately in a lot of the pictures, you know, on, on the street with this with this wedding band on. So everybody knows she dated 
Diddy for 10 years, over 10 years. Um, she did not become his wife. And, you know, he just had a series of setbacks and things going on. And, you know, one of them was she left him and, you know, obviously moved on to, I guess, is it better? I don't know. Well, what do you think? It, I mean, it depends on what she's looking for. If she wants, if she wants someone like she's had that glitz and glamour lifestyle for 10 years, she's been with someone who she was in love with, but that wasn't giving her the commitment that she wants. If this guy can love her the way she wants to and provide mm-hmm. that kind of stability, um, he may not be able to provide the financial stability that Diddy did, but maybe it's the mm-hmm. emotional thing that she's looking for. So more power to her. You know, she, mm-hmm. she went from, she did a whole 160. I mean, 180. <laughs> <laughs> Above 50. Right. She did a, she did a um, you know, she did a, a 180 on this because he seems like he's completely different from Diddy. But, um, you know, more power to everybody's getting happy. Diddy was, on, you know, for, for like five minutes, I felt so sad for Diddy because he posted mm-hmm. a picture of him and Kim. And yeah. um, somebody had captioned like, you know, when she was here, you ain't, you know, you yeah, want a wife, right? I you, saw and that. He was like, you know what? Yeah, you know my, you know that was, you know, I played myself on that. So for a minute, mm-hmm. I kind of felt bad for him, but I'm like, nah, nah. You know, I, the, no? only reason, the only reason why I felt sad is because you know she's no longer here, so he can't right that wrong with her, and he can't make it right if that's what he truly feels. That's right. the reason why I feel s- sad for him on that end, but. Overall, like men, you ha- men, if you have a good woman in your life, you can't take her for granted. You know, you know what I mean. Like, you, can't, you can't take it. Like he, you know, he he's lost um, Kim, and now um, Cassie is off marrying someone else. Um, and Diddy, you fifty something years old. Come on now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't be Harlem shaking all the all all your days. You gonna be out here and trying to serve up somebody with some sixty year old dick limp. Come on, I mean, uh, limp dick limp limp dick. <laughs> Limp dick. No, nobody wants that. But maybe uh, I do. You got money, but anyway. Stop. <laughs> I'm just over here talking shit because if did if Diddy rang my phone with his 60 year old, I know, right? Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'd be ready. I'd be like, take me with you. Real talk. I can leave all this shit behind. Can can we go? I can leave all this shit behind. <laughs> what? My life has changed for the better. For real. <laughs> uh, this is so true. Okay. So, but congratulations, Cassie. Because, yeah. I mean, that this to me is just a symbol of you're happy. You can't, you can't define you're happy by anybody else's happy. You got to do what makes you happy. So, obviously. Um, the one thing I think about, though, is the lifestyle that she's obviously been accustomed to over the last 10 years. Um. And be... Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty know. sure that's what kept her holding on for ten years. You know what I mean? Ah, obviously, but you know that's where you gotta. You gotta be like wealth is a mindset for real. <laughs> you gotta. Really, you can't just post it on the internet. You gotta really believe that. <laughs> you know, you sometimes you you post it. You like it sounds good in theory, but for real, like but for real. <laughs> nah. Oh, good luck. Okay. <laughs> All right, more more power to her. All right, so real quick, this this is in the ratchet, but I mean, I'm actually uh, so I have to say, Jaheem has been spotted driving Uber in Atlanta. So there are reports that he was in Atlanta for a few days and he ran out of money, so he decided to Uber to catch, you know, get some money to go home. So 
you know, he's saying that it's the truth. There's actually a promo code. If you use Uber and you're in Atlanta, you can use Jaheem UE62 um, to get a ride. So, you know, people were kind of cracking on him, whatever. My my take on it is, you know, it's nothing wrong with making an honest living. But I'm like, I'm just, I'm sad and I'm shocked because he's so talented. I cannot believe this man is not doing something in music and, and sharing his voice in that way. I mean, I was just playing Jaheem over the weekend. Yeah. Um, I was a little sad by this. Yeah, it's yeah, it is a little sad. But like you said, it's it's an honest living. And you know, I think whatever industry that you're in, you always gotta have different streams of income coming in. <laughs> so that's like a, another mm-hmm. stream of income for him, I guess. Um, but he is super talented, and I think you know, not saying he's wasting his talent, but um, you know. It's a little sad. Yeah, it's a little sad. But yeah. you know, get your coins. Get get honest living beats uh, uh, the dishonest living any day. So get yeah. your coins. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we're here. Yep. So we are at the woke minute. We're at the woke. Wake your ass up. Okay. All right. What we what we waking up to now? Well, um, so last week we really had a really deep conversation about um Michael Jackson and the Leaving Neverland documentary. And, you know, before we had talked about um, R. Kelly and, you know, his his uh, proclivities with the with the underage girls. And, you know, for a long time, I really had a really strong stance on fuck R. Kelly. Like it was mm-hmm. super, it was, it was strong. And I didn't, you know, I'd stopped listening to his music like a long time ago. Um, I just thought he was just so disgusting. But now, you know, with this um, this documentary, which I didn't I, I didn't finish watching. I don't I don't feel like I need to watch it anymore. Um, there's an there's enough. I've seen enough. I've heard enough. I'm good on it. Um, and I've really been going like this really hurt me to my core. Like, honestly, I've been thinking about this so long for, you know, ever since this documentary came out. And it's like, you know, I don't want to believe it. I, I've been having like this discourse with one of my homegirls and I kept asking, well, what about this? And what about that? And she keeps sending me shit like, read this, read that, read that. Mm. So it's like, you know, you can't, I mean, it is what it is. You know, he was a sick person and he, he, he was a sick person. So, um, but I have a strong attachment to his music, you know, and it's really hard to yeah. let it, do I listen to it every day? No, but do I love it? Yes. And it just really got me to thinking about, you know, if if I can take this strong stance with R. Kelly, do I have to do it for Michael Jackson, or should I do it for Michael Jackson? Mm. Or do you, do I take this stance with every every person that had that, that does something I don't agree with? You know, and that list can be long. Like you know, we you know recently Cosby has been in the um in the media for the past couple years um, with his you know what he's doing with women, what he did with women. There's R. Kelly. There's Aaron Hall, who has a history of, like, being abusive to women. Um, you know, Michael Jackson, of course. Elvis, who, you know, date these used to date these young girls. Dr. Dre, when he beat the shit out of mm. the arms, like, beat her like a fucking man. James Brown used to beat up on Tammy Terrell. You know, Whitney, and, even Whitney and Bobby Brown, you know, they had such a... Uh, their lifestyle really contributed to the death of their their daughter. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Do we take that yeah. into an account? Tupac, Mike Tyson, you know, like the list goes on and on and on and on about, you know, these different artists who are great artists. They they perform for the world. And they gave us a great gift. But on the personal side, you know, they were not the best people. 
you know, and do we separate their art from the artist? Like where, mm. where I don't, I don't know where I stand to be perfectly honest. I, I don't know where I stand on this, but it's hard. Cause, cause you know, I'm so even, even mm. more so I'm, I'm, even I'm even more disgusted with Michael Jackson than I am with R. Kelly. Yeah, um, I, yeah. Just, just, yeah. It, I'm, I'm. To me, he did like it's all disgusting. But to me, what he did was so heinous because of the age of the kid. Like these were really babies. These were babies. You know, even R. Kelly, they were still babies. I'm not taking that away, but these were like really babies. These were like babies. You know what I mean? It, I just don't, I just, I don't know. I just feel, a, I just feel a way. I don't know how to feel. I go back and forth in my head about it. Um, and it's probably not a decision I'm going to come to lightly. I'm probably going to be thinking about this forever. Cause I, you know, I'm, I'm a habitual overthinker. So I'm gonna <laughs> That's the next way to put it, for, you know, for a long time, but I just don't know yeah. where I stand on it. You know, it's, it's, it's a hard decision to make. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And, you know, just with all of this kind of upheaval that's been going on, you know, with the surviving R. Kelly and now this leaving Neverland and, you know, the whole Bill Cosby thing, like all of this has transpired very quickly. I mean, we've had these things go on for a while, but like they like have come to a head very recently. And, you know, I've had things happen in my life where it's like, OK, you got to kind of deal with this right now. Case in point going to the Jazz in the Gardens Festival in Miami this past weekend, you know, Guy performed, Aaron Hall performed, you know, and Aaron Hall is there on the stage with his red uh, fur and, and red leather pants and, you know, took off his shirt. He's got a six pack. And, you know, we all know that Aaron Hall's voice was Guy, you know, like the we singing along to the music and I'm just listening. I'm like, you know, transpose that with the things that you heard in the media about him, about him being, you know, abusive and a wife beater and, you know, and then Teddy Riley, Teddy Riley brought out, you know, all of his artists, everybody that he pretty much touched. He played a lot of Michael Jackson music because Teddy Riley produced some of Michael Jackson's music. And, you know, we're all listening and, you know, everybody knows the words, you know, this music, you grew up with this music. So, you know, I it it had me think that, you know, it's chances are really good that if we had to take a piece of paper and write down every single thing, every, you know, thing that uh, an artist did, every bad thing, and based on what was on that piece of paper, we wouldn't listen or we wouldn't, you know, enjoy the, the art of that that person, we wouldn't. We wouldn't watch any movies. We wouldn't listen to no music. Real. We wouldn't have any artwork to look at. You know, we wouldn't we wouldn't read any books. I, I mean, I think that's that's what it comes to. So, you know, it's coming to the realization that there are people, men and women, that do bad things that make great art, that have that great art. That's that's what it is. You know, and I, I think of it even for myself, like I would hate to be judged on every single thing I've did in my private life. If, you know that things that I've I've made mistakes I'm I'm a human you know but to be judged on every single thing and because we are this we are a social media and a media oriented society it's only amplified because we get to see it you know it's not I think back in the day when this stuff was kind of it was a lot more hidden like now it's it's out there you know I can get on Twitter and you know one second I can learn everything I need to know that 
you know, about this private lives of these people that are, 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 you know, very public. So I'm, I'm not using that as an excuse, but I, I think it's when, um, you know, for me, I've come to terms with, I still enjoy the music. I still like your body is calling. I play R. Kelly. I still, I love, I mean, Michael Jackson's music is music that I grew up with. Do I, I, you know, it, does that make me in cahoots or in agreement with how he lived his private life and the and the nasty and the disgusting things that he did in private? No, it does not for me. It it it, it doesn't. No. So I've in my mind, I've had to separate it because I think if we, you know, you you do it for one, you got to do it for all, and then you got to do it for everybody that you come into contact with, personal and private and right. public. Mm-hmm. There. It's one thing to have discernment. You want to you want to have discernment, but listening to Michael Jackson's music is not going to have me go out here and want to touch little boys. It's not, and you know that. I'm and I'm I'm sorry to say that's that's a harsh thing, but that's not that's not what it makes me think of. You know, and I have to think of what what does his how, how has his music inspired me? The same thing with R. Kelly. You know, the the feel goods that you get. I've I've let go of you know, oh, you know, they've done some really bad things. And there's, everybody has done some really bad things in their lives. And we all have got to answer to one, to our maker for that. So I'm, I've, I've kind of made the decision that I'm not going to, you know, oh, my ears can't hear it. And oh, this, I I don't want to, I don't want to hear anything. It, It, it's, it's how the music made me feel. Mm-hmm. before all of you know this this private stuff came out how did i feel about it and i want to i want to hold on to that do i you know do i appreciate the the man do i do i look at you know what he did i'm i'm not in agreement i i think it's disgusting and you know he should he's going to burn in hell for that but i'm not the one that's going to set the fire he's got to answer you know god rest michael jackson's soul but i'm he's he's had to answer for all of his for all of those deep, all of those sins, that's that's for him. That's between him and God. So I'm, I, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm getting to that place because it was, you know, like I said before, like my attachment to Michael is so much deeper than it is to MJ. I mean, it, than it is to R. Kelly. R. Kelly. So it's like I, I, I'm like, okay, I got to backtrack on my words now because I was, girl, I was adamant. Fuck, I R. know. Kelly, fuck all his shit. Fuck that mother. Like I was hard in the, I went hard in the paint or my stance with him, but I had to like really reevaluate it because, you know, I have such a strong attachment to, you know, to Michael and the music. And, and it's like, yeah, it's just, it's it's probably, it's probably going to be something that I, 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 um, I, I I don't want to say battle with, but it's going to be something that I probably think, think about for a long time, you know, cause, cause for me, I live in, I, I don't, I, I live in the gray area of life. Like I try to be black and white to make shit simple, but honestly, girl, I live in my head. So I'm always thinking about the what ifs and that and this and that and that and the third. So it's probably going to be something that always is like in the back of my mind. If a song comes on or if I want to play a song or whatever, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to think about it, you know, like, man, this is a fucked up man. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just hard for me to, to disconnect from you know, from my whole life, my childhood, my adulthood, my life. Yeah, and that you know, and I, that's huge. That's that's something I don't, I don't think you should have to do that. Yeah, and then you know, in, in my friend, I talked about it again um, over the weekend. Like, I'm just thinking about 
the music and and how in past thought I just was thinking about the the R Kelly songs where he is performing, but I didn't even think about the songs that he had written for the artists yeah. that he had written for. Maybe he produced like I like that list is even longer. So. What music do I have to take out of my uh discography? Off yeah, of like what kind of skill are you gonna have to use? To Girl, I ain't got that much time or patience to, to dissect everything and research everything that this man has done because he's done a lot. He he was a great contributor to you know to music. You know you cannot mm -hmm. deny it. He was a fucked up person who needed counseling. Michael Jackson was a fucked up person who needed counseling. Um, but you know they were great and 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 realistically, most of the greatest artists have some sort of you know messed up past they fucked up itness about them yeah they um they are all battling something eternally you know I, but but don't you think it's not even artists like that's that's it's a human, human it is a that's, human a, that's human nature that's a human yeah. thing because even if i make it a personal thing like i um i haven't really talked about this so this is kind of going off topic just a little bit but um so i'm kind of i'm i i didn't grow up with my father and so in, in my later years, we've, we've kind of developed a friendship. I can't even say it's a father-daughter relationship because that time has passed. But it's a friendship that, we're, that, we're, that we work on, you know. But if I based my future with him, my future relationship, my current relationship based off of what he did in the past, what he didn't do in the past, and the relationship right. he had with my mother and how he treated her, I, if I base that based my current situation off of what he did in the past, we won't go anywhere. We won't move in, we won't move forward. So, right. you know, everything is not black and white. It's, it's, it's a gray area in there. And um, that's where I am in it. But I just yeah. kind of want to talk about it because it, it kind of been weighing heavy on my heart. Um, so I just kind of want to throw it out there. I know it did. Your whole, your whole voice changed. <laughs> we just didn't talk about it. I know it was heavy. I mean, even last week's episode, um, you know that that was that was about as heavy as we've been with this topic. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think we we both have grappled with it. We both have gone back and forth, and you know, even still, like I, I mean, it was it was so in my face this past weekend. Like I said, because Teddy Riley and I didn't even think about it. How much music he produced for Michael Jackson? He played all the he played all the songs. Mm -hmm. And you know, at first I'm like, I'm not gonna move. You know, I'm not even gonna tap my feet. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? It's, it's still, it's music. And, you know, even though we we may not be able to communicate or get together or, or agree about every certain thing, there's it's something about music that does unite us. And, you know, people have things in their past and they've done, and, you know, that's a, it's a, every, everybody's entitled to their private lives. Not saying what you do, what what is done is allegedly done in his private life is right or correct. I, I'm I'm a, I'm totally against it. But in order to to have my fullness in my life, I have to separate yeah. separate it. You know, um, because the, because the the art lives on. That's mm -hmm. that's the part that that remains when that spirit that body is dead and gone, and he's met his maker, and he you know got to an answer for all your sins. The art remains. Yeah. Yeah. And this and I and this is um, I think it's so personal for us because it's happened during our lifetime. But just think about all the the artists from the past that we don't really know that, you know, we enjoy whatever art form they produce. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that didn't have social media going on, you know, and it's, it's, it's 
case in point that you just funny that you mentioned that off topic off topic but on topic but i watched um i watched two documentaries this past couple of weeks i watched the teddy pendergrass documentary Ooh, i watched it like three times you know i, I, I watched it twice he was gangster he was. and um and the sam cook documentary and the I'm Sam sure. Cooke documentary was particularly eye-opening because I didn't, you know, you listen to his music, but the thing that we kind of forget, especially with our with our icons, with our celebrities, is that they're they're humans, you know. So he wasn't he wasn't perfect, you know. He was a was an adulterer, you know. He was a womanizer, an adulterer, you know. But he was about civil rights. I mean, same thing with Martin Luther King. We can say it's so many. We can go and point out things that they have you know, what their private lives will reveal, the disgusting, the underbelly of it. But does that, should it take away from how their music and how their art represented? And I'm just, I have to say no. I have to say no, that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it, that was hard. It, it's been, it's been heavy. This yeah. whole, this whole thing. It's like, you know, it's, this is, this is what happens during Mercury retrograde. You know, I'm all about the planets, but this is what happens where it just, it starts drudging up stuff that you have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, whether you want to or not. This is, this is, this is what age or what stage that we're in for all of us. So things that we try to, you know, bury under the ground and, and remain dormant, it's coming up. So you got to deal with it. And these are issues, you know, it's something, look how we've been forced to, to deal with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's and, so it's so in our face right now. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm okay with playing the music. I mean, like I said, I when you look at I look at how um, I introduced Michael Jackson to my son. You know, who obviously was he wasn't even born when Michael Jackson was making music, mm-hmm. but just the impact. You know, Michael Jackson's music. A lot of it was recorded in 528 HZ megahertz, which is it's supposedly the sound of love. It's universal, you know, the same thing with Bob Marley's music. Mm-hmm. It's recorded in a certain frequency that affects your heart in a positive way. So, you know, as much darkness as that man had in him, there was some light. And that is with every human being on this planet. You know, we both have, we all have two or more sides to us. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Because if if I was judged on my thoughts, <laughs> Ooh, <child. laughs> I don't think we'd be friends. <laughs> Me too. Same thing. Oh, boy. I'm just can you imagine like so like keeping a tab on just every single thing that you've done, every decision, every every thought. Every person, every pri- every private detail of your life, and someone yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. So, anyway, I just kind of want to throw that out there and kind of get that off of my heart. It was laying heavy on my heart. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did a good job. I, I got you. All right. Well, let's let's. We're still in a boat minute, but just I want to give a huge shout out, a sister hug, a high five to Arkansas uh, Arkansas State Senator Stephanie Flowers who last week she gave a very impassioned speech during a debate on her state senior ground law. Did you see it? Yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, you know, she is the only black person on the states. I think there's like eight people sitting on the panel on the the states committee. So 
what she said, this is, I quote her, she says, it doesn't take much to look on the local news every night and see how many black kids, black boys, black men are being killed with these quote unquote, stand your ground defenses that these people raise. Then they get off, she said. So I take issue with that. I'm the only person here of color, okay? I'm a mother too, and I have a son. And I care as much for my son as y'all care for y'alls. But my son doesn't walk the same path as yours. So this debate deserves more time. Then she added, for a long time since since I've been here in Arkansas, I have feared for my son's life. So, you know, they kind of went back and forth because they wanted to get the whole stand your ground law off the off the bat, you know, con, uh, stop the conversation about it. But she wouldn't she was not having it. This is what I'm I'm she was fearless. So this other senator, he was like, Senator, you need to stop. She says, no, I don't. He said, yes, you do. She says, no, I don't. She said, what the hell are you going to do? Shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm, I live for her. I live for her spirit. So I, I just want to give her a commendation. Stephanie Flowers for really standing up, speaking your voice for a lot of us, a lot of our, our boys, our men who are silenced, um, who don't have that chance. You know, she just went, she just went full on with it. So I appreciate her attitude. You know, and this, it reminds me like back in the day, I just remember like my mother was kind of like this, you know, the loud from Harlem, not taking no shit, especially about her kids, making sure, you know, no one got over. And as I've gotten, as I've gotten older, it's like, I appreciate that energy. You know, that's that black mom energy. You got that. You, you have to have it for, mm -hmm. for our kids. So please, please. I, I, Stephanie Flowers, you know, you are, you are loved and appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Whew, where we at? <laughs> <laughs> we are at the Weekend D Report. It's been a long time coming, but we made it. Mama, we made it. All right. Um, this is a little different. This is more of relationshipy, but of course, we here at That's What I'm Saying, the podcast, the this week, this segment of the show is about sex and relationships. So, of course, y'all want to hear our opinion on some relationships. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, we out here floundering. <laughs> I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to use that word. I'm going to say floundering, but you know sometimes what? We, I'm going we to be 100%. Sometimes I'll be floundering. Sometimes I know exactly what I, what's going on, and sometimes I do not know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, yeah, well, I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, let me get right into it. All right. So this comes from, I'm going to paraphrase because it was very long. She says, um, so this is from our listener. She's 22 years old. She is a baby, y'all. Mm. So she needs she needs auntie's advice. All right. So she says, I've been dating my boyfriend for almost three years. She said, this whole relationship, I've had some serious trust issues, insecurities. They just rise out of nowhere. She says, I overthink things. I make up the worst case scenarios in my head. It just completely stresses me out. She said, it's gotten so bad that last month, my boyfriend, he broke up with me. He told me the relationship was just too much and he needed space. He said he didn't want it to be a permanent breakup, but he just needed he just needed some time. He didn't actually tell me how much time he needed. And he didn't say for me to wait for him. So she said, but I asked him, he said, I told him, what did she say? She said um, that she told him that if he wanted a shot with her in the future, he would not sleep with anyone. 
So she said, this past weekend, I made a big mistake and I slept with him. She said, only to find out later that day that he had sex with someone else the night before. So I freaked out. I told him to leave me alone for good. She says, now I'm at a crossroads. He keeps telling me that the sex with the other person wasn't important. It was insignificant. Um, she says, and while I know that sex isn't always a sacred thing for everyone, it is sacred to me. He says, he's sorry, but I don't know if I can ever trust him again. She says, everyone, she says, all my friends are telling me I deserve so much more, but how am I supposed to judge when they don't understand how I feel about them? It's so hard to just give up on someone I love so much. I don't know what to do. Ooh, young love. Young, young love. Ooh. All right. So here's my 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 first take on this when I read it is, you know, I could see myself in this scenario back in the day, you know, 22 years old, young love. I have built quite a few relationships on insecurities. Have you not? Of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I can laugh about it now, but back in, you know, that, that young love, the kind that it feel like somebody reaching to your, your chest and take your heart and squeeze the shit out of it. I know that feeling. I know that feeling. So I, I too have built, built relationships on, on insecurities and, you know, the bottom line is like, they are not healthy. Mm-hmm. You don't know that when you're in the midst of it, because you got to get to a place when you're on the outside looking in to know that how unhealthy that is. So, you know, for me, I'm and I'm asking her as someone who's been through it is, you got to figure out where your insecurity started. Because a lot of us carry that baggage from our childhood, from our past relationships, and we bring these big garbage bags of stuff with us into our present relationship. And then we want somebody to understand why they're there. And, and without having to deal with and opening them up and clean them out, you know, that is, that's something that I'm I'm seeing as she, you know, as she, what she's writing. So it's just like, okay, where are your insecurities and 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 why? You know, but also I this is and I've said this before on this podcast and I say it many times. Men and women, we we think a little differently, we treat each other differently. For a man, you have to believe how he treats you. If he says he wants to break up, honey, but then in the name in the same place, he's keeping you in the rotation. And if he told, if you told him, look, I, there's no future with us if you're going to hook up with other people, which is a whole other thing, girl. You can't control what another, what a man does with his dick. But okay. If that's what you told him and then he went out and, and did exactly that, he's only reinforcing your insecurities. That's what it's showing me that this is a person that that man does not care about you. I don't care what he, what, um, what he's saying. It's how he's treating you. So. What do you think about this, Nah? Well, um, you know, the, your, your first love is always the hardest one. It's the one where you learn you learn some some tough lessons. Um, now, in this in this uh, this letter, she doesn't say that he actually what caused her to be insecure. Is it something that he did um, that's making her be untrusting of him, or is it just she, something that she just feels? So that that's a big thing. So if it's right. something that she if it's something that he's doing that she doesn't like and he's not correcting that's one thing that's you have to make decisions based off of that but if you have these insecurities that you kind of you're, you're living in your head and you're thinking too much about certain situations and like you said you bring it in stuff from the past from your parents relationships or what you've seen this 
you know, this happened to that person or, you know, you're getting advice from other people. That's another thing. Um, you're so young. You're only 22 years old, girl. You got, you got to experience other relationships and other people because maybe this is just not the relationship that's feeding, that's feeding your soul in the way that you need. Right. Uh, but I really think you really should just take some time away from this person just to kind of get yourself together to, to kind of understand why you're feeling this way, uh, why you're so insecure and deal with those issues and also just have fun. You know, you're so young, you know, yeah. I, I'm always an advocate of, you know, you, you can date and stuff when you're tw when in your twenties, but that's your time to girl to enjoy the world and fuck up in it as, um, I'm <laughs> Uh, poetic justice. Um, it's, it's your time to do that, um, to, to enjoy life, to date other people, to see what you like, what you exactly. don't like. Because, you know, maybe what he's doing, you don't like, and you find somebody else that's going to do something that you like more, you know, don't get, don't get all hung up on. I love this person. And this is the only person I'm going to love for the rest of my life. Don't think <laughs> there's a lot Girl. of, there, and you're going to meet, you're going to meet other people who you're going to be in love with. It, it may be, it may be a different kind of love, but there's, there's more love out there. There's different kind of love out there. So open yourself up to it. Give yourself a break. If he's out there doing him, let him do it. Girl, you cannot keep a man. That's exactly. That, and that's, ooh, I, you know, I call it, the um Trist, the Tristan Thompson effect. That's that's gonna be my new my new phrase. That is when because men are like great at sabotage. They are conscious saboteurs. And like I told you, you got you gotta believe how he treats you. You know, like if this if this man if this person has shown you, he does not value you. And yeah. you're 22 years old. So it's just like you saying now I'm like you're young, get out there like that. This relationship to me has run its course. It's it's pretty much done. So what yeah. you need to do, you know, in this age of social media is cut him off, you yeah. know, cut him off socially, unfollow him on all your social medias, block him, mm -hmm. move on. And it'll be hard at first because mm -hmm. it always is hard. Like, girl, I know, I know that feeling where you just want to sit in the dark, in the dark room mm -hmm. with your underwear on and just, and, and cry really hard. And you've but been one, with this guy for three years. And so that means you were 19 years old. And I kind of look at these years, these formative, uh, uh, coming, coming into your womanhood years, as I call them, as if you, if you ever watch like, um, an egg being fertilized, um, and put it in, and speed it up. And you see how fast that thing multiplies and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows during this time. That's what, that's what you're doing mentally. That's what you should be doing mentally. It's just growing, 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 growing. So the person you are at 19, hopefully it's not the same person you are at 22. You know what right. I mean? So, um, don't hold on to this thing. Like this is, this is my end all be all girl. It's, it's a lot out there. It sure is, you know, but I, you know, I just, I recognize that feeling, especially when she's saying, you know, her friends don't understand how, how much she loves her, how she feels. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's not that your friends are hating and this is, you want to, if you know that they're out for your best interest and they're, they're on the outside looking in and they're seeing how much this man has obviously has hurt you and all of the predicaments that, you know, both of you put yourself in and, and he's put you in. I think they, they're there for, they want, you know, they, they want her to be happy. And they obviously see that she's not happy. And, you know, she's saying, well, they don't understand how I feel about them. But it's like, I, I think they do. But they also understand that you don't value yourself as much as they see value in you. Right. And it's, it's, that's, that's really what I think her, spend, her friends are speaking into her, speaking that, you know, you got to love yourself more than, than what you're doing. Because I'm, I'm telling you, like, a relationship, it's, I believe in you supposed to put in work in a relationship, but love, love is not hard. Love is very easy. 
And if that's something you gotta you gotta make somebody love you or make somebody, then it's not love. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, head for the hills, please. And mm-hmm. I and I, I I emphasize this again because I've been there, and you know when that that's like nobody understands, and it's just like it's something about him, and I'm 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 so into this person almost like a drug i'm almost addicted it's almost like an addiction so yeah. it's like with any addiction you've got to go through withdrawal you've got to cut yourself off you got to go cold turkey and it's going to be very hard at first mm-hmm. and you're going to have to make sure that you have a uh, a support system you know a girlfriend or somebody just you know to kind of check in and tell you the truth and give yourself time to get over him yeah. and just and love yourself you know and put put that love in, into you because mm-hmm. to and me mm-hmm. i'm sorry go ahead go, Go ahead. I'm just like securities beget secure insecurities beget more insecurities, you know, yeah. and that's a that's a really, really it it manifests itself. And I don't think we even understand this. Yeah, your insecurities in a relationship manifests itself in all in other areas of your life. It's crazy, you know, and especially with your body. Mm-hmm. I used to, you know, my stomach start churning. I'm getting headaches. My pressure is high, you know, all kind of stuff you have car accidents i'm i'm bumping i'm bumping in the cars stuff that i don't even think of but it's it's all related to the insecurities of in a relationship so clear that shit out that's all yeah take some time for yourself um and even you know kind of get out there and, and just start seeing girl get on the socials get on get on these dating apps girl and just it, and just not that you're looking for a, a you know somebody to settle down with right away but just to get out there and just you know so that you know other people other men or whatever you into appreciate you you know um tell just, about that bumble now <laughs> 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 so you know, I I go back and forth on on the uh, the online dating thing. You know, I yeah. took away from it. I, I started dating somebody uh, a few months ago, whatever. So I'm kind of back on it now. And so I tried out this Bumble thing, and actually, it's pretty cool. the The cool thing about this is that um, the women have to make the first move. So yeah. um, so you know, I keep you know I'm swiping, swiping. Like it's it's a lot of uh, non-melanated people on here. So I've called my homeboy. About I'm like, is there any black people on here? What is going on here? But no. Uh, but so I feel like like the men on here are are so good looking. I'm like, am I going to get catfished? Really? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like they're like really uh, much more attractive than like some of these other sites. And I don't know, maybe. Really? It's because women have to make the first move, so they have to put out their, their, their present themselves the best. But I, it seems like the men are, are more attractive on this uh, on this site. They seem more put together. Watch me download it right now. But go ahead. More put together from you know from what I could see in, in this area. So um so girl get on Bumble. I've I've, I've met I've only been on it for a short little while, but I'm I seem to met some some cool people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was on the phone last night with somebody for three hours, almost. Uh, just, what? It's love? What? No, I didn't love, but you? we were talking. I didn't say love. I said we were on the phone for three hours. Know, were you on the phone for three hours, girl? Yeah. yeah, it was late, but it was, but it was such a good conversation. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good, con- I'm not a phone person. I used to be, which is weird. And then I, I stopped being a phone person, but a good conversation will, will bring me back to the phone because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate a good, intelligent conversation, a well-rounded conversation that that flows naturally. You're not like pulling questions and it's like dead set. You know, it was a good, great conversation. So get on that Bumble, girl. Get on that oh, Bumble. Wow. OK. All right. Yeah. I'm I you know, I have a love hate relationship with with social um, social media dating, all these apps. You know, I, I go through my phase 
and you know then I then I'm I'm off of it so sometimes like I'm really picky sometimes I'm like oh my god like why would you why would you look like that <laughs> That's, that's the thing about Bumble. I think because the women have to make the first move, then they they present themselves better than they would on a, another dating site. Because, um, because I swear I I got so tired of the YWD or hi or hello, like real yeah. big stuff. Hi. Like, mm -hmm. all right, what do you want? <laughs> and this is the picture you chose to post. <laughs> Come on, man. That's why I'm like, it's messy in that background. Why did you crop that out? Is this your best? <laughs> this is the best you can do. Oh man, and that it makes me upset. I'm just yeah. like, and, and it makes you just be like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go get some cats and call it. <laughs> I'm just gonna be by myself. And I was like, if I see another Nautica or Tommy Hilfiger striped shirt in this picture, <laughs> like, where are these people? What are y'all doing? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's certain things that I just hate seeing. Like, I I can't. I don't know. I just don't like to see guys in tank tops. Not that me I don't, girl, me neither. Me why neither. Is that, why is that your on your picture? Why you got a tank top? I don't get it. Or I don't like to see gym pictures either. I don't know why. Me neither. I, well, some of them are okay, but like if you in you in the bathroom taking selfies with no shirt on and all flexing right. and all right, you know. And I'm 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 so terrible with it. Like if you standing by a door and the door, I could tell how tall you are based on how close you are to the door mm -hmm. so if you say you six feet damn it i'm looking at the door to see behind you to see you're not six feet you're five ten and you lie <laughs> you're a liar <laughs> we're done we're done here yeah so get on the socials and you know just see what else is out there but but you know don't rush it you know if you want to take your time and kind of you know get yourself together but i'm mean, you someone will appreciate you Young lady, absolutely. So we are at the I reminisce, I reminisce. Uh, it's my week to reminisce, and as, as you all should know, this is the anniversary of the notorious B.I.G. of his death. He passed away on March 9, 1997, 22 years uh, ago. Um, I was just reading up on it, and he was 24. I and looking back now at the, the the age I am now, 24 is so young. Jesus Christ. So anyway, so my reminisce is Notorious Thugs featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony, which came out in 1997 on Life After Death. It was a posthumous album um, produced by Stevie J and Puffy. And um, just doing some research on this song, it was sampled by 31 other people. Wow. This is my shit, man. I, I, I do. I, I always say that every time it's my turn, I'm like, this is my shit. But my favorite line is like, Put your game, talk your shit, grab your cat, call your click, click, click the right, right one. Sweet, I got the like one. Like one. All them niggas got the fight one. All them hoes got the like one. Right over here. Yeah, so this is my reminisce, reminisce, uh, Notorious Thugs by B.I.G. Wow. You know, it just it's hitting me that you just said he was 24 years old when he passed away. And I mean, I just I don't know why I felt like he was so much older, but really he was a baby. He really was a baby. Yeah, that's 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 super young. He but you know, he did have a presence where you felt, you know, it seemed like he was older, but girl, 24. He's a baby. Had a whole wow. life ahead of him. But yep. Yeah, this was my shit. This was actually, when thinking about this song, I always 
felt like you know that that rhyming fast was kind of like a it was a bone thugs thing and then it was kind of a twisted thing and for for big to get in there and finesse it so hard he sounded better than the dudes to that to me originated that type of rapping <laughs> yeah, he, really, he really married the two because i it was when i uh, i remember when this came out i was um there was this radio station that was new um, in Virginia. I was home for the summertime from school. And they, I swear to God, they probably had like 10 songs. They rotated all fucking day long. Uh, but Notorious Thugs was one of them. And that, this was my shit. And I was like, at first I was like, what is this? I didn't really get it. But after listening to it, I'm like, this shit rocks. And even now, this shit goes so hard. Oh, so hard. When I tell you, I played this song, I guarantee, last week in the car with my son. And I because I know all the words, he just looked at me like, you know all the words? <laughs> and you know what? If you, this song is like six minutes long, but it has, the, the intro is like two minutes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Longest fucking yes. intro ever. <laughs> love it. Love it. Notorious Thugs. Yeah. All right. Now. Like, 1997. Okay. All right. Moving on. We are now at the segment of the show where we highlight a black business. We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities. And we desire to build awareness of products and services made FUBU for us by us. So this week I am highlighting Tessix Wireless. It is a mobile telephone company owned by a 24-year-old black female named Shamaria Moncrief from Alabama. So she started this company a couple years ago because she hated the prices of her cell phone bill, like pretty much we all do. So she has now built a multi-million dollar company. It's valued at almost $6 million. So I want to shout out to Tessix Wireless. You can find them at www.tesixwireless.com. All right. All right. All right, so is this the end? You know, um, I just want to at the at the gardens festival, the jazz festival. I told you Bobby Brown performed. You know, like I, I don't know why I always do this because when I sing this is the end, I always think about New Edition, and I just saw Bobby Brown perform, and it really just Bobby. I think is is he fifty or almost fifty? You know, so he's he's we, we he's one of our legends. He's getting older, but you know, he is such a repertoire. So I don't know. I just thought about the whole new edition, Bobby Brown, is this the end? Because it's such a classic. Okay. Bobby Brown button on your sleeve. <laughs> that was me. That's me. All right. So we've come to the end, y'all. You can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast with the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, Tune In, and Spotify. Please follow us on Facebook. Our Instagram and Twitter is popping. Visit us at that's what I'm saying, the podcast.com to learn more. Send us questions and comments. Of course, Nye, who do we always shout out? So I'm going to do two shout outs this week. So I'm going to always yeah. shout out our Vegas World Inc. He's our super producer. You can catch him on um, Instagram. You can get him on um, Twitter, the Twits. Um, he has a hip hop podcast called Hip Hop Now. And I also want to do another shout out to Termagent Talk, um, the podcast about two women talking hip hop. I was a guest speaker, um, guest host this week. So that one should drop this Wednesday. And they on all, all the social platforms. Um, and they, I guess Termagent Talk is um, their Instagram tag. And then also they're on like Spotify and iTunes and all those other things too. So go ahead and check it out and see what I got to say about women in hip hop. Sounds good. All right, y'all. Until next week. All right, y'all. Take care. Take care.